yeah. It's time, folks. It's time, geeks and geekettes. It's time for the hat trick of fun. It's time for me to say time one more time, because it's time for Geeksters. And welcome to episode 175, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> What time is it? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to get some food in this gullet. <laughs> it's a continuation of part two. I'm going to fry some real good right about now. All right, apparently all right, all right. I'm hungry, I turn into Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd do a Matthew McConaughey. All no, right. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. I believe I need some fries up in here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, folks, it's time for the news. Yes, yes, Ed, it is. Ed brings us the latest and greatest in news that might have fallen through the cracks. Yes, during the course of the week. Um, well, we talk about, uh, you know, of course, Rock, The Rock, what he's doing with Rampage. That's right. Uh, we also talk about uh, how VHS saved uh, the Blade Runner. It's called Blade Runner, not uh, the, the Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. It's like saying the Geeksters. No, it's just Geeksters. <laughs> <laughs> how, how the VHS saved the, the Blade Runner, huh? <laughs> That's riveting, folks. Riveting. Uh, um. Well, I mean, uh, that's pretty much it, really. Well, there's more, but there's yeah, more, but yeah. you know, it's, we gotta give you a little taste. Yes, you know, a guy can't go like, oh, and this is where you know I admit to killing a family of five. You know, and you're going, what? Finally, you just kind of have to listen <laughs> to the show to figure out when I said it. Like, <laughs> like you just said it now. Like, I don't have to. No, really, because I make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at the shock of horror on Ed's face when I admit to murdering a family of five. <laughs> right now, right now, people are confused. Going, did he? Ed's laughing, so it must have been funny. Does he? Does he admit what? Now I have to listen. That is called marketing. <laughs> I absolutely need to hear this episode. Because does he? He sounds kind of serious. It's laughing. Maybe he did. Maybe Ed's being held against his will and he's laughing out of nervousness because I'm holding a knife to him going, <laughs> push her cord. <laughs> you better laugh. <laughs> Stories you favorite movie, right? Live it up, fuzzball. <laughs> I'll cut you like a pig. <laughs> And we will have a bonus article at the end. Oh, we are doing a bonus article yes, at the end. We are. That's right, because we did kind of tease that. So for those people who are listening to live, we're going to make doing a promise. <laughs> Not like those other shows that give you nothing but fluff. Here we give you substance to chew on. <laughs> all right, pretty <laughs> good with that. But all right, it's like shit. I've ever a good ever article. If not, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, I. <laughs> I never end of it anyway. So, so yeah, so uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the laughs. We'll see you at the end with this bonus article. Ooh, I'll give you a hint. It's probably based on Star Wars.
And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and Our Heart Radio. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. I just want to take a moment, Ed, yeah. to say that I found the book. Yes. Uh, there's two volumes. From se- It ran from 77 to 81. Okay. And the first collection is from 1977 to 1979, and it is only $38. Wow. And same with the other one. I was like, oh, I might have to go look into re- re- recapture my youth. <laughs> and go, I might have to do that. Uh, so, also, I guess I should uh, be like, I, in retrospect, you know, like looking back on the you know previous episode, I'm going, I had a very strange childhood. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, I mean, so far, every show that I ever watched as a kid was, you know, based upon if I thought the girl in the show was cute or not. <laughs> hey. There I am at seven years old watching the Bugaloos because of a pixie-haired girl that I never... She was probably like 30 when she was filming it. Like, you know... I think she's probably in her 20s. Probably. Yeah. But just the idea of going, okay, the Bugaloos... I didn't like Sigmund the Sea Monster much because I don't think there was a girl in it. You know, it was, <laughs> it was two guys. I mean, I liked it because I liked Sigmund. But again, it was always like, how can you people not notice a slimy trail of walking bag of seaweed kind of walking around? Exactly. You know, I'm just like, I don't know. Just a, you know. Yes, very odd childhood. Anyway, sorry. Well, speaking of childhood. Oh, oh, you got news about my childhood? Ed? Well, remember the game Rampage? Yeah, I remember? love that fucking game. <laughs> love that game. Well, a while back, we reported Dwayne The Rock Johnson had bought the rights for uh That's right. For Rampage. Oh, please tell me he's making a movie. Please tell me he's making a movie. That's what he's doing. Yes! <laughs> I smell what you're cooking, Rock. It's my childhood. <laughs> now throw some Bugaloo music in it. Maybe a little Bedrock twist, and I'm in. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um, uh, all right, what does the article, like, they say when, how, what? Like, I need details. Ed, I need details. <laughs> well, it's, you know, it's about, the, of course, three monsters. Of course, there was the uh, uh, King Kong-like one. Like ape named George, uh-huh. the uh, uh, lizard looking one named Lizzie, and a wolf man uh-huh. named Ralph. Right, right. So basically, that's kind of what the movie is going to be about. Those three, but it used to be when you defeated them, they shrunk down into humanoid form because they were mutated humans. Right, 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 right. So he feels that that's not going to be the fact. They're going to be animals that are going to mutate. Okay, into you know it. All right, all right, all right, all right. And they got the writers for it. Um, I was, I just, sorry, I had you, you, you lost, you looked at me. We have uh, Carlton Cruz and Ryan Conwell, Condal, sorry. Uh, the creators of Colony, uh, writing it. And, uh, apparently, uh, uh, Carlton wrote, uh, San Andreas with, uh, Rock was in. Okay. I liked San Andreas. So, uh, they're going to start. I shoot- liked it even more because Alexander Dodgero, Dodgero in it. Sorry. I'm just saying. That's, I got to pick up that movie on DVD, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Now that this hit me, I was like, I really like her. <laughs> She's so pretty. <sighs> God, everything, everyone's like, oh my God, Sean is a teenage boy all the time. You'd think I'd have it, being a middle-aged man, I have to control my hormones. No, no, not at all. They just run rampant around going, she's pretty much the movie. Well, the same team that brought you San Andreas is pretty much going to bring you the Rampage movie. I, you know what? You I, know? In all fairness, I did like San Andreas. So, uh, movie. director Brad Payton is going to direct it, of course. Uh, producer Bo Flynn, 
uh, is going to be there. Of course, Cotton Cruz and, of course, the other gentleman. Uh, I'm sure The Rock's going to have a part in it, too. Well, right, yeah, he's, he's going to be the main star of it. There, There's not too much detail on what actually is going to like, happen. but like Okay, I figure, is it, if they're going to be mutated animals, are they going to have voices or are they not? Like, I mean, I can see The Rock doing the voice. Is it, you know? No, no, he's going to be the guy who's going to fight against the uh, the. So you might see a giant sized rock fighting giant sized. I don't monsters. think it'll be a giant sized rock. <laughs> Though again, I just it's a great idea for the movie cartoon, <laughs> like the giant sized rock wrestling. What do you call it? Laying the people's elbow on Ralph the werewolf. You know, if if they have they have Mike Tyson mysteries, why not? Exactly. <laughs> why not? And Mike Tyson mysteries is a brilliant comedy show. Again, it shoots begin end of this summer. It's going so probably next year we're going to see uh, twenty seventeen. We're going to see. Rampage. Oh, I can't wait! Can't wait! <laughs> I, I, it's probably so stupid, but I don't know. I I I think Rock is the finest actor of our generation. It <laughs> everything he's in, I seem to like. Then again, I'm a fan of him, so I'm just like, oh, Rock's in, and I'll see it. So, <laughs> all right. Huh, what else you got there, Ed? Uh, did you know that they're making an X Men TV show? I did hear some of that. Yes. Yes. Um, well, they've casted a few members of the X Men family already into, into the show. It's been announced that Audrey Plaza, Dan Stevens, Gene Smart, and already cast Rachel Keller are going to be part of the upcoming project. And the project's called Legion. Okay. I I I I have to wait and see. Okay. Uh, Dan Stevens is a huge heartthrob on Downton Abbey. And uh, of course, he left the that that drama for to pursue a film career, right? Because the show is so popular, everyone seems it's like it's called the David Caruso syndrome. Yeah, you know, uh, the show is so popular, everyone loves me. Now I'm going to break away from that TV, and I can make it in movies. Right. All right. Uh, he will play Professor X's son in the show. <sighs> okay. I, I mean, I. I all right, keep going. Uh, we have, of course, Jean Smart. She's, of course, uh, uh, in there. I'm just trying to figure She was it. in 24 a couple times. She's a, a pretty, she's a, a big name actress. Right. She will play Melanie, a smart therapist who is involved and innovative in the field and willing to take chances on pop, uh, chances on up and coming methods on doing things. Okay, so she's going to be like the Professor X for that group. Exactly. All right. And uh an Arby Plaza. Uh we see her. I can't I had her here. I well, I know she's for, is she's from Parks and Recreations. Yes. She's the uh brunette who was very gothy and very melodramatic, like oh yes, hi. You know, she was very she was the voice of the angry cat for that angry cat uh Christmas show. Right. So yeah. I I mean obviously I'll check it out. I don't know how well it's gonna did they say what I'm assuming? Well, she she's going to play the uh, this actress. She's going to play Lenny, a likable and optimistic character who is in an alcoholic drug problem, and his friends <laughs> friends with the main tank, the main character David, who plays uh, Professor X's son, and I think that's probably going to be a love interest. I'm I'm assuming in that show. So there you have it, folks. Uh, check it out. Eventually, it's going to be on our Facebook page. I tweeted it. So, uh, any Twitter followers at Geeksters, there they are right now. And uh, there you go. Yeah, I got to be honest. I, I, the way you describe that show does not interest me at all. You, you know what? I, 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 I'm, of course, a huge X Men right. fan, and this sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm putting it right there. You know, I'm putting my money down uh, right now. 
and I mean, saying this is a horrible, okay. horrible idea. Okay, well, 20th Century Fox owns X-Men, so it's probably going to be on Fox. They'll probably try putting it on like a Friday night. They'll try to capture, recapture that X-Files kind of time slot. And I, I don't know. I just, uh, and, you know. Like, Fox and, is not good with science fiction or comic book. Yeah, you kind of hope better because it's going to be an FX that they'll like allow more things to happen than Fox's Maybe. show itself. You know, you're kind of hoping along those lines, but I really don't see it. <sighs> I mean, it's one of those things that they're going to do. You're just going to be like, really? Like, why? <laughs> All right. What else you got there in the news, Ed? Uh, Hulu. Hulu has made the news. Um, apparently, uh, Time Order is uh, looking to invest in Hulu. They're looking to buy them out. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Time Warner's getting involved. They're going, I think we can buy Hulu. And they feel that the, once uh, Time Warner gets their hands on Hulu, that the same day uh, uh, airing of shows, so like if you saw a show on, like say, like Fox, you could have caught cu- it on Hulu or, you know, or ABC or Well, I mean, CBS. kind of already now, like Hulu, the standard Hulu, I mean, there's Hulu and Hulu Plus, but uh, there is that, like, they do, not same day, but like the day after or like a week after. Uh, yeah, but the Hulu is the same day. That's that was their like okay, one so, of their big so, main like differences between the uh, versus uh, Netflix. Say that you know you wouldn't... well yeah, that's because they, you, they they put regular TV shows on their their free one, and I think there's they have a premium one where you can a Hulu Plus where they have some original programming. Right. So Warner Brothers wants to buy it and still keep it. Time the same. Warner. Well, Time Warner. Yeah, well, they 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 kind of feel that I think they want to they want to do what they're doing now with this next day service, you know, in their streaming service, and they want to keep that online. So pretty much, Nick's like so. So what you're saying is Time Warner wants to get involved in the same day thing, but instead of actually going and producing their own stuff and doing it the long way, they just want to buy a company that already does it. Yes. Okay. I mean, I I don't. Okay, I don't. The only streaming I do is on Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, I don't really like. I know CBS is doing their. They're doing the a, a streaming thing mm-hmm. where, and their big thing is their big draw to sucker you into to uh, subscribing is original programming, and that's where the new Star Trek show is going to be airing on because mm-hmm. they're doing they're doing a new Star Trek show. I think they're going to do the pilot on regular television, and they go, "Oh, it's like, hey, hey, you know what? The first one's free, right? And then, but if you want the rest, you gotta, you know, give a little bit of something, something. Yeah, you, we're gonna tap that vein and make you shell out cash for the rest of it, so you can get your Star Trek fix, or you just wait a year and it comes out on DVD. No, yep. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of streaming services, when I mentioned Netflix, uh, uh, Orange is the New Black, if you're watching that show. I love that show. Okay. Well, then you you have some good news coming your way then. I do. What is it? They're going- that Laura Prepon has decided to leave the show and move in with me? <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> that great, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's uh, actually, they've got renewed three more seasons, just got renewed. They're starting season four, right. which is going to air very soon. But the this, five, six, and seven has just got at, renewed. They've got renewed for three more seasons. At this point now, I think the woman who's playing the actress is going to be in jail longer than the actual woman who's yeah, in jail. Yeah, because it's a 15-month term, 15-month uh, <laughs> <laughs> sentence that he has, she has. And, this uh, show's going on seven years. Seven years, <laughs> so, yes. I mean, I don't know if it's every day. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> kind of like 24 where it's like every hour was documented every seasons a day yeah every season's a week i, I don't know i mean i, I enjoy the show and I, it just won a couple awards mm-hmm. so i mean and it's it was kind of like one of their breakout hits for their streaming network like right from the get-go 
Um, but you know what? That's fine. I'm all for it. I mean, I got to be honest. I kind of fell off a little bit. I haven't watched the current season. Mm-hmm. Probably because of laziness. Yeah. I'll be, all, I'll be completely honest. Um, but, all right. I mean, if it wasn't for that show, Netflix probably wouldn't be branching out to, you know, Daredevil and Daredevil Season 2 and Jessica Jones and, you know, the whole Marvel television shows that are hitting Netflix. They probably probably wouldn't have been... Well, you could you could catch up on season three right now because season four will not premiere until Friday, June seventeenth at twelve oh one a.m. Right. Pacific time. So you have a few months to to catch up. On I got a couple of months. <laughs> season three, you know. This episode so. of Geeks was brought to you by Netflix. <laughs> yeah, had him put the plug in for the new season. That's right. All right. I get paid. Okay. <laughs> hey, you get paid. I've been doing this I'll shit for <laughs> Oh, never mind. <laughs> hey, never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> oh, what's the next? What's the next article? Well, right? let's go back to X Men a little bit. Uh, Brian Singer is the current director for the new set of uh, movies, the new trilogy that's going on right now. I would call. Of, I would call. Is it, is it technically a trilogy? That's what they're considering this a tr- trilogy with the first X Men First Class, and then uh, uh, Days of Future Past, Past and, and then Age of Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. Uh, he might no longer be a part of the X-Men family of directing those films anymore after uh, Apocalypse is finally, you know, uh, viewed, I guess, by the major public. <laughs> All right. I'm, 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 I'm loving your stumbling through this article. I'm like, okay, what's the meat of the article? Like, well, he's, he's, he's going to be leaving? Well, he's going to direct another thing for Fox. Uh, it's uh, It's... I had it here for a second. Uh, like a, two, a classic 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. 2,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Is that that deep? It's not that deep. I mean, it's probably, you know, a couple hundred feet, but, uh, you know, <laughs> 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Yes. Uh, he's very excited to be a part of it, and uh, he's they're looking to make a trilogy out of it. So A trilogy out of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Because of, because of all the the uh, uh, press it's been getting, apparently, you know, which I haven't heard of until I, this article. I've never, heard, I didn't know they were doing it until you mentioned it right now. But I got to ask: Is there room for trill three of them? <laughs> I thought. I mean, okay, maybe you can do. Uh, there was the whole his character did do the island. There was an like uh, yeah. Th- I, how the fuck are they gonna? Come on, <laughs> like. Okay, I gra- oh god, everyone's so fucking desperate for franchises. Oh my god, it's gonna be like oh. I just I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Jesus Christ, the trilogy. <laughs> like he was born, he did some stuff, and then he died. They're, they're gonna have him as a kid, and they'll have up to the Sermon on the Mount, and that'll be the end. And then they'll do the sequel where he gets crucified. At the that's the end of that one, and the, th- the sequel will be after th- it'll be three days later, and he rises again. And it, like, this time he was. This time it's personal. <laughs> he wants justice. Jesus Christ, the <laughs> sequel. Like, <laughs> but uh, apparently, uh, uh, Brian Singer was a big fan of it. He uh, he first discovered the 1870 Jewels of Our Novel, and he's always dreamt of retelling the classic story. So he's so excited I, to jump. No, up, I got the chance. I got. N- I can't put it. I don't. Uh, okay, you want to re? Okay, I do believe that it's a great story. It's Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Moby Dick, the the classics. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is a place for all those movies to be remade, right? Because you know, back when we were kids, Disney had their version of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and it was yeah. good. 
got them a ride that I enjoyed as a kid. Right. So you know what? You reintroduce the great literatures through a new set of media, you know, the new medium, media with, with better special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a deeper story, but you don't need fucking six hours to tell it. <laughs> like you can do the book in one movie, I think. <laughs> Maybe two. Yeah. Maybe. But I mean, seriously, I mean. Well, Fox's, you know, answer was. Oh, there you go. <laughs> was basically, you know, the X Men are going to they're going to do solo movies. So you're going to see, of course, we're going to see Deadpool in a week. Uh, and- yeah, but Deadpool, I kind of count. Uh, he, he's I, as much of a mutant as he is. I kind of make him his own. Like I don't really see Deadpool showing up in X Men, the Dark Phoenix Saga. Let's say that's the next movie is. <laughs> you know, uh, I can see Deadpool being its own monster and maybe you'll get more x-men crossing over into his movies than him crossing into their movies right because i do think that once you the x-men movies are pg-13 so to introduce deadpool into that pg-13 world they're they're not going to cross him over but they're they're saying they're they're working on solo projects for for characters so you'll see right so if you like beast if you like uh the beast and he'll have his own solo movie yeah it's like giving the thing his own solo movie yeah you're like, really? Does he need it? <laughs> like, I think it's everything's kind of said in the X-Men. Like, hey, it's the Beast. He's blue and he's furry and he's smart. What kind of solo project does he need? Right. I I, I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know. I think everybody's looking at, <laughs> this is going to sound really horrible. Everyone's looking at the Marvel Cinematic Universe and going, well, they have group movies and they have separate movies and they all do well. But that's because they have their own. I don't know if Beast has ever had his own comic book. Yeah, he did. How? Yeah, and, and when? It did horribly. Exactly. Yeah. So let's take him and give him his own movie. I, I, I gotta be honest. I like Beast. I like Beast with the group. I don't like Beast by himself. Right. You know, like what's he gonna do? Mope around, going, "I want to be human." Where? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I think like the like if. You know, and nobody's not really gonna like this idea, but I'm just gonna throw it out there anyway. Just <laughs> All right. I, I like to do this kind of stuff. Uh, like you would see a Cyclops, uh, a Jean Grey movie. You know, like a love story kind of in a way with ex, those characters. Uh, yeah. and, and again, everybody cringes at that idea. It's, we call it Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Cyclops is gonna sparkle. You know, like oh, okay, you know what? You do that, fine. But you know what? You do it in a way to introduce Cable. Yeah. You know, yeah, that way you can see it's their, their love story, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like the budding of their relationship and so and bam, out of the future comes, you know, comes Cable and he's like, Mom, Dad, you need, I need, I need you to, I need you to go into the future with me to save all of humanity. Come with me. And they're like, okay. Come with me if you want to live. Right. And then they do that and then Cable stumbles across Deadpool because Ryan Reynolds does want a Cable Deadpool movie. Yeah. So you're like, all right, you know what? Introduce side characters for Deadpool in the course of the X-Men movies. Right. You know, so, uh, all right. I mean, uh, everyone's looking for a franchise. Well, I, I, I think, you know, of course, you know, Fox has got to keep, they want to keep, they need to keep, keep their rights because they keep making made movies. So yeah. it's like, we're going to see crap. I mean, there's, there's going to be a time when you're going to go see an X-Men Ladies movie. Ladies and gentlemen, Fantastic Four 2. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it. They wanted at right before Fantastic Four came out, they wanted a Fantastic Four X Men crossover. Yes, but because that movie bombed so bad, everyone went 
we're not letting the fucking Fantastic Four touch any X-Men property. Right. I mean, we have enough shit from X-Men 3. You know, we don't need to have, you know, the Human Torch come flying by to give us a hand. You know. (laughs) (sighs) Give us a handy. You know, it's just, (laughs) I just can't see it. All right. I mean, uh, all right. I don't know. Like, I, sooner or later, I think I'm going to start feeling like another superhero movie. Oy. That's, and, that's, and that's a lot of people think. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Spielberg said that at one point, that it's just, you know, you're going to be saturated with that genre that people well, are just going to be kind of tired of and, seeing it. And at the time when you mentioned it, I agreed with him. I was like, yeah, there is. There's going to be a point. Like right now, everything, everyone takes the latest fad and tries to monopolize it on the, on the best way possible. Mm-hmm. To try to make as much money, throw as much shit into the, in the mill and what sticks sticks. The westerns they were huge at one time, yeah. You know, and then became like space adventures after Star Wars. Everyone mm-hmm. had you know, uh, Capricorn One, and you know, like Battle all Star Galactica. Battle Star Galactica. Everyone had their own like, oh, space high high flying space adventure. Let's go! And then eventually it tapered off because the cream rises to the top, yeah. And everything else was like, oh my god, that shit. And eventually it does tend to kind of go, yeah, we're not going to make another space movie for a while because the last one bombed so horribly, yeah. You know. I mean, Fox is in a situation, though, so they're going to, obviously, like, okay, no one liked the Wolverine movie, Deadpool, how he's presented, but that's okay. We'll make a Deadpool movie that seems what everyone seems to really like. Yeah. So, okay, now let's go. Who else does Magneto, the standalone? I would see that. Like, yeah. Like, I would like to see Magneto, the, the, the kid years, like when he's at the, the, at the camp, mm-hmm. and get Kevin Bacon back to see going through what he went through that led up to um, first class. Yeah. You know, when he's hunting everybody down. Like, I want to see that. Like, right. you know, like a Dirty Harry Magneto movie. <laughs> <laughs> or Death Wish Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Did I bend one metal bar or two? In the, in the all this excitement, I kind of lost track. Like, you know. Like, <laughs> I mean, but then again, Magneto, how many times can he stop a bullet in midair? Like, yeah. once he does that trick or... How many times do we see him pull a whole line of cars together or push them all far away? Far, like, yeah. Oh, look, he's powerful. He's Magneto. This is awesome. Then let's look. But I'm sure there's a personal story behind it. Yeah, we saw it. It was from the first movie. Right. You know? All right. What else you got there, Ed? Uh, you know what? We were reminiscing in the last hour. <laughs> yes. And, uh, uh, how ironic the news articles are falling this way. <laughs> Isn't it, though? It is. <laughs> Well, Blade Runner, you know, it wasn't really a, a critical success. It wasn't su- a critical success, success in tanked. 1982. You know, it, it, apparently, it had a budget of, I had here a second ago, uh, uh, basically lost a million dollars. It was uh, uh, 27 miles. It was about a budget of $28 million and only made $27 million in the box office. Yeah, but you know what? It made its money back in DVD and video sales, which is the reason why we're getting Blade Runner 2. Yes. But they the reason why is that they think it's. The, the critical success was because of VHS, the VHS market. The, when Blade, Blade Runner came out, it was the second week of uh, E.T. E.T. came out a week before, and then it was Blade Runner. And they, they think E.T., since the popularity of the movie V.T., was so huge that you just have yeah. a blank look on well, your face. Because I'm, I'm trying to follow along, because you said VHS. Yeah. And are we talking about... Well, I'm starting off with the the, the, the big screen. Doing the, okay, the, so the, you need to, you okay, need to okay. break this down. Right, so well, you're saying E.T. came out right. in the theaters. Yes. The next week, Blade Runner came out. But because E.T. was such a big popular hit, 
that more people were going back to see E.T. E. Right. Rather than Blade Runner. Yes. Okay, makes sense. Kids movie versus adult movie. Right. And uh, it made $33 million uh, worldwide. In two th- well, sorry. Sorry. Nope. Sorry. Wow. Yeah, I made, made a mistake. Well, E.T. made $10.5 million. It was the budget for that. And it made what Blade Runner in, in two weeks, what's E.T. made in two weeks, Blade Runner made the whole time. Okay, so in out. two weeks, E.T. made $27 million. Yes. and, and it, Which is basically in two weeks, Blade Runner did its entire run. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So when VHS started coming out and there was a thing, right, Blade Runner came out right away. And E.T. didn't come out until six years later. Right. So the critical success of science fiction movies back then was because everybody who saw Blade Runner got a copy of it and was showing their friends. And that's how it kind of got a cult classic following of the movie. Okay. So. So um, maybe I lost somewhere in all that what the article was about. That the VHS is what really brought Blade Runner into the forefront of, of uh, like a cult hit. Okay. People asking about so, it. So what you're saying is because at the time, because there was the because VHS was so new and popular and Blade Runner came out way before E.T. did. Right. That the rental of Blade Runner, because let's face it, I mean, either to buy a VHS tape, you had to be pretty loaded because yeah. they were a hundred bucks easily, a hundred yeah. bucks. Um, it's not like today, kids, where you can walk in and buy, you know, you know, I'm going to buy Spectre this week for twenty. It's back then, if you wanted to buy a VHS tape, you had to shell out a hundred dollars plus, right, for, just for a videotape. Um, so it was probably just being rented a lot. Yes. And then to where to give it's cult classic. But I think over the years, I think people who revisited Blade Runner, I think mm. at the time Blade Runner was, you really have to, I don't know if you have the, the edition that I have with as a whole documentary on how they made Blade Runner. Like it was a whole, like a whole documentary, like almost like a two hour documentary on the history and story of Blade Runner and the problems they had with, because at the time, a lot of people couldn't understand it because it was one of those cases where Ridley Scott had a vision, played it, and then the studio went, we have no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. We need you now to go get Harrison Ford and do a narration over this movie. And Harrison Ford's like, why? I got it. This is kind of stupid. And then goes, but does it anyway because it's a paycheck. Right. Then that gets released and people were still kind of lost. And then it was like... We don't know what the fuck's going on with this movie. And then finally, when people can start to sit down and watch it and watch it in more than one setting, they start to realize things and notice things. And mm. it was really you know, fascinating. And, and Rutger Hauer, is, I, I would say, is probably his peak performance in it. Yeah. You know, it's just it's, it's an amazing movie. And, and to this day, more people consider that like a true science fiction movie than anything else. That's why Ridley Scott gets, you know, gets to make The Martian. Yeah. Because you go, oh, really? Scott's going to do a space movie? He did Alien. That was fucking great. Yeah. And he followed up with Blade Runner? That was awesome. Like, let's, and he, he wants to do it. Let's give it to him. Like, right. So, I mean, I, all right. I mean, it is kind of weird how, like, the articles, you know. Yeah, all right. It's an article. Well, like, it, it, they were going along the lines of the same success of, of uh, uh, Del, Tor- Del Toro's uh, Hellboy movies. How it's they didn't do really do too well in the theaters, but on DVD, a Blu-ray release and, and DVD release, it did really well. well. Well, I think it's like Kevin Smith talks about this a lot too. It's, it's interesting that you bring this kind of article because he talks about like Mallrats. Mm-hmm. Mallrats bombed in the movie theater, bombed horribly. But people who, but a lot of people know that movie through VHS, through video, DVD, Blu-ray, 
and that that's the reason why he's able to make a sequel because there is an the sometimes a movie takes a while to find its audience. Some mm-hmm. might say it's because it's ahead of its time or because of things like that didn't pan out because of competition. Like um, I just saw an article today or yesterday that Lionsgate is pissed. The people at Lionsgate are saying that Mockingjay didn't make enough money because of The Force Awakens. You know, because The Force Awakens came out and everyone saw it. Mm. So, I mean, it's what it is in a market where you have to win opening weekend. But not only that, but then you have to, you know, recoup your losses because you figure Mockingjay Part 2 had a, a $150, let's say $150 million budget. Mm. Yeah, sure, it makes a hundred and ten opening weekend. But then two weeks later, it drops drastically because everyone's going to see Force Awakens. It loses money because yeah. all the money, not only for the production costs, but also advertising, you know, those commercials you see, someone's got to pay for it. Yeah. You know, so there's like that budget. They always say like the budget that you see for a movie, you almost have to double it for advertising. Mm. So there's a $250 million movie that has to hit and exceed $250 million for it to start making money. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't surprise me that, that you bring up an article like that where I can see because back then E.T. was 84. 82. 82. Yeah, 82. Sorry. 84. Why was it 84? I don't know. Anyway, it's 82. You know, theaters were, you know, they didn't have multiplexes where you there weren't, weren't 24 theaters. It was like four. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, there's four movies I can see in a day? This is awesome. Or just standalone theaters where, you know, movies couldn't be over two and a half hours long because they would they would need a showtime at seven and a showtime at ten. Yeah. You know, so they needed the time to clean up. So, like, any epic, like, Hateful Eight being three hours would never even see the light of day. Mm-hmm. They'd be in, like, the Ritz. Right. Where it was like an all day thing because there'd be no way to generate money, so I could kind of see that kind of being accurate because you have a limited uh, a limited theater and they go okay here's here's uh, ET here's Blade Runner and everyone's like oh that's great it looks great and it's got Harrison Ford and it's Han Solo but my kids really want to see ET yeah like so I have, if I have to choose between the two of them I can't I'm taking my kids to see ET so I, I can see that sure right. it's not like well, I could drop the kids off at ET and then go to the theater next door and watch Blade Runner, and if yeah. I'm right there. Right. They couldn't do that because I remember growing up, going well, it's like, it's like, hey, Geeksters, the '70s edition. <laughs> <laughs> on, on my on my street, there was the Better Movie Theater, and then you'd walk up like you'd walk up the street, and there was the Caster Movie Theater, yep. and then a few blocks up more was the Tyson Movie Theater. So like they all had three movies. I remember. When Superman finally hit the Benner movie theater, the line was out the door and around the block because, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I get to see Superman again. And I sure, I had to wait. There were time, there were times, kids, where movies were sold out. Yeah. And if you, it was sold out that night, both shows, you were fucked. Yeah, you, you couldn't you see couldn't it. Go see it. Right. You couldn't. And there was no backup plan. Right. It wasn't until, like, we go to the Orleans where it was four movie theaters. You go, oh, with this movie sold out? What else is playing? Right. Like right now. Oh, this is. And you go see that because you're already out. Yeah. You're it there was, and you're, you want to see a movie. I, I don't have to be home. I got a curfew at 12. A 12, half hour walk away, you know, because I was a kid. You know, I'd walk to the movie theater and back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, yeah, okay, we'll go see. I don't want to go home. Go home? What do you mean? It's Friday night. <laughs> it's Saturday night. I'm not going home and my movie's sold out. That's, I think, reason why I'm like... There was um, uh, the movie with the Civil War with Denzel Washington and uh, Matthew Broderick. Oh, um... Shit. 
<laughs> well, you know, going all that vein as you're looking it up. I remember, like, in the late 80s, early 90s, like, like we Sipan and I would work together on a Saturday night, and we would, we would close by 8 o'clock, and we would run out, get onto a bus, and, like, get to New Orleans, because that was the only one that had multiple theaters, because whatever was coming out, like, I remember when the 89 Batman came out, we... Glory. Sorry. Glory. Glory, yes. So, uh, so we would run to see that, or, or the new Indiana Jones movie was coming out, right. we would run to see that, or... You know, there's like all these other blade when that came out. Like we ran to the theaters because back then it was like to get to the Chamonix Mall, you had to drive. You know, it was for yeah. us, and it was like you never, you know, it's like oh, we'll never get there. And then like when we got driver's license, that was like uh, Orleans too. <laughs> right. I mean, the reason why I I brought up Glory as my example was I saw Glory in the movie theaters only because the movie I wanted to see was sold out, and it was like, okay, what else is playing? Glory. Yeah. All right, let's go see that because it's Saturday night. I got nothing else. I'm fucked that if I'm going home. Right. I'm 19 at that time. Screw that. I'm not going to be home on a Saturday night at 19 mm-hmm. years old. I'm going to go see that movie. It's two hours long. I'm in. Yes. You know, and it just be like, I forget what was out that that at that same time because I remember going in New Orleans did split into two. Yeah. I remember the movie I went to see was in the uh, five through eight. You know, yes. and then one through four and five through eight, yeah. like theaters. Yeah, and then the that was my theater where my movie was in, and it was sold out. And right across the, it's amazing. I vividly remember going across the, not just across the the lobby, and going, yeah, I can get the ticket for the glory. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen some, I've seen some other movies. Like I remember seeing uh, Arlington Road. You know, oh my god! Because it was like no, it, you didn't. No one would pay to see that movie. Exactly, and that was the only reason because we went so late. That was like all the movies were sold out, and you that was it. Like it's not like oh, there's going to be another showing, you know, in an hour and yeah, a half or two hours. It was a good movie. What Arlington Road? I liked. You liked it? Yeah, that's what Jeff Bridges. Damn, Jeff Bridges, movie. and it's wait, a bomb movie. I couldn't wait for it to end. Really? Yes. Was that was it Jeff Bridges or was it Tim Tim Robbins? Shit! Oh, I, I think it was Jeff Bridges. I think Arlington Road. No, I think it was Tim Robbins. Now that I think about it, and then there was uh, um, uh, no, it was Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins. They were both in it. Yes, because <laughs> it was like uh, Tim Robbins was a bomb. He was he was the terrorist. He was a terrorist, and I liked that movie. <laughs> I thought it was horrible. All right, whatever. And then that, and then I remember saw uh, 1999 uh, Life with uh, 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 uh Oh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie and, Murphy, and uh, because the movie you wanted to see was already sold, sold out. out. Yeah, yeah. There was some every once in a while. Like I remember walking in, going, "Okay, I guess we'll go see Glory," not knowing it's going to be a two-hour because, like back then, you didn't know what running times were. Yeah. So you sat down and you watch this movie, and I remember walking out going, "Oh, that's a great, goddamn great movie!" That's, right. It was awesome, but every once in a while you'd be like, "Oh my god, this movie's horrible! I can't believe I paid to see it." Like, <laughs> I don't, exactly. And then there's also like you know, like like talking about the opening weekends. Like I always remember. When uh, it was like 1999, when uh, the uh, Phantom Menace came out, right, and I was like, "There's no way we're going to see this movie because it wasn't like you could pre-order tickets to go online, right. order tickets. Like you went to the theater and you bought them then. Like that was it. You could buy them like ahead of time, like you know that day. Like go, yeah, I want to see the later show and 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 go in the morning and, and pick up the tickets when it opened. But like that was it. I remember it was the same weekend the Mummy came out. With Brendan Fraser. Oh, okay. And we were driving around. We were, you know, young kids, you know, teenagers or early 20s. I don't remember exactly. Ironically enough, Arlington Road and Phantom Manor's both 1999. Yes. <laughs> All right. And I remember, though, we, we, we decided to go see The Mummy. 
Right. It was like, there's no way we're going to see uh, uh, Phantom Menace, Star Wars. We walked in. This theater was empty. <laughs> you know, it was the Grand Theater. It was empty. And it was just like, I'm just going to ask a stupid question. Do you have any tickets for Star Wars? And he goes, why, well, yes, we do. Why, yes, we do. Because You're everybody... the fourth person of last time. <laughs> because everybody saw it Friday night because they wanted to be the first ones to see right, the movie. Right. And that was the time. It was like Friday night was the time to see the movie because it wasn't midnight releases back then right. because of all the drive-by shootings that yes. were happening in the area. At the ah, time. memories. Yes. <laughs> and I remember we saw it. And I remember going to work like on Monday going, I saw Phantom Menace and people were like, no, don't tell me. Like, you know, he put the earmuffs in their heads. And uh, there was the, the only time that that whole sold out thing kind of worked in my favor. My sister and I, we were going to go to the movies. We were going to go see the Blair Witch Project. She really wanted to see this. I was like, all right, you know what? It looks interesting. Now, okay, it has a happy ending because yes. we go, it was sold out. You know what movie wasn't sold out that we went and see instead? Yeah. The Sixth Sense. Really? Yes. <laughs> God. So we. We're like, well, we're here. Let's go see something else. I kind of want to see this. I'm a Bruce Willis fan. This looks pretty good. Let's go see that instead. Walked out. Mine's blown because, you know, that movie. Yeah. Like, seeing in the theaters and walking out going, oh, my God, I can't believe that just happened. And going, I don't feel, and walking out going, you know, I don't feel bad. We missed Blair Witch Project. She's like, I know me either. This movie was great. Fast forward when it comes on VHS and uh, Blue DVD. I watch Blair Witch. Hated the movie. <laughs> fucking hate it. Thought it was the dumbest thing ever. You need to see it with a paranoid schizophrenic because that's what you really Hell need yeah. to see this movie. It, I was like, all my friends had girlfriends at the time and right. me and this guy, Andy, we we didn't have girlfriends. He was like a mess, you know, kind right. of thing. And it was like my obligation, like we all had obligations to go see this this kid just to, to hang out with him because we right. were friends with him. And when he turned, you mean crazy, we just kind of rolled with it. We just, right. you know, let it happen. And uh, we we ended up going to uh, uh, Franklin Mills. It was called Franklin Mills now. Yeah. Now it's called Philadelphia Mills. Uh, but Philadelphia whatever. Is, oh, let's change the name. It'll change the clientele. Yes. <laughs> and they so we went to the movies, and there was like nothing. Blair Witch was like the only one. Like because I've seen all like all of them like three or four times. Kind of, I think we saw it at Franklin Mills as well. You know, <laughs> and then it was like it was like I've seen all the other movies, and I'm like I'm like <laughs> the only one I haven't seen really is Blair Witch, and I have really no interest in seeing it. But he goes. I haven't seen it either. Let's go see it. So I'm like, all right. All right. So it was like three of us in the movie theater, us two and another person. Yeah. And before the movie starts, he goes, you know what? I'll apologize for, for what happened in the last couple of months. He goes, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad you guys stuck around and, you know, stuck it out with me and blah, blah, blah. And I go, Andy, I really appreciate you telling me this because he had this thing that his father was sending him subliminal messages in his head. And he always had these headaches because he was right. like, oh, like he would always rub his head and go, oh. And I'm like, and I was like, yeah, I just thought it was so weird that you thought that your dad was giving you subliminal messages. And he just a deadpan look, looked at me and goes, he was. And the lights go out. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching the movie going, oh a, I got one eye on the movie mirror and one yeah, eye. But, yeah, but on the positive side, he, he apologized. He considered you a friend. So you were you were not on the list. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing was, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you could be on, on a different list in a, in a split second. And thus, the bro space was invented, <laughs> where you two guys separate between a chair between the two of them. <laughs> That's the origin of that. The whole and just went, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, and then come back and then casually seat at the seat away. <laughs> what are you doing? No, 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 man. I just don't want people to think we're together. <laughs> I'm just keeping my chair, my, my coat here. 
All right, what else you got there, Ed? Well, this one's a visual one, so uh, bear with me. Oh, yay, a visual joke for the radio. <laughs> That's awesome. These are always worked out. <laughs> well, you know, Supergirl, of course, is being, you know, on air right now on CBS. Well, not exactly right now, but I mean, yes, it does it's, air it's, on it's, CBS. It's on television right yes. now. And one thing that they've talked about was the fact is, is that they really didn't want to bring Superman in because they didn't want to overshower Supergirl. Especially with the movie, all you, who are you going to get to play Superman? Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. Right. So apparently they're going to have Superman-esque in there in the thing. It's going to be a flashback episode where they're going to have a child who's going to play Kal-El in the, in the show. Okay. I mean, they're trying to find creative ways to get around having uh, somebody in the Superman suit. Yes. Uh, okay. The actor's name is Daniel DiMaggio. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's going to. There, there's a. There's. I just posted it right now, so uh, everybody can go to either our at Geeksters Instagram or not, <laughs> at Geeksters Twitter or now our Facebook page, uh, Geeksters Radio, and uh, check it out. But uh, yeah, he's going to play young Cal Allen in, in a flashback episode, the titled uh, "For the Girl Who Has Everything." And it will center on Kara's compadres attempting to rescue her after an alien attempts. Basically, there's an alien that's going to get into her mind, and she's going to be like being a utopia, like she's back on uh, Krypton. Thank you. And uh, the the, the family's there, and Kal-El's going to be there, and it's like this whole family dynamic. Okay, so it's kind of, all right, so it's, it's, hey, we get to have Superman in the movie, but yet he's not Superman because he's just Kal-El on on the planet Krypton, and this is not really him because it's all, uh, uh, it's a wonderful life Kal, you know, Kara, you know, kind of episode. Exactly. Yeah, where she's like, oh, why am I Supergirl? And then it's like a, hey, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there kind of episode. (laughs) Yes. All right. (laughs) <laughs> now have you been continue i know you were you liked the show when you were watching a lot of episodes are you, are you continue watching i'm still it watching or? it yeah i mean i have had to catch up on it because i am a couple a couple episodes behind uh the last one i saw they brought in the white martian you know the john jones foe yes you know so uh it was really really good and like i said the show i i think i've said on the show before close to frock flog art yes harrison ford's wife yes Steals the show every time she is on that screen. Steals it. Um, I I I wait for those moments where she's in. She's on screen. I never thought I'd say I'm a fan of Clister Flockhart. <laughs> I, I never because she is awesome in this show. <laughs> yes, awesome. But yeah, I just so I, I do have to catch up. Like I have to catch up on that. I have to catch up on the X Files. I'm lacking. I've been working a lot more at night mm-hmm. and. Going to the gym on the you know on those nights, I have that same problem you're having with your wife. I have it with my dad. I can't catch up on some of my shows because um it, you know either at work or I'm going to the by gym. the time you're ready, he's in bed already yeah. or going to bed. Yeah, yeah. Or he comes home and it's like okay, he comes home like around seven. Set by the time he's ready to watch the show, it's like seven thirty. I may be able to watch one show and then I'm out the door. Yeah. So it's kind of like I can't really, like I'm, I got to catch up on I Zombie. You know, it's it's. It's it's we call it. It sucks trying to get healthy. Yes, <laughs> it's easier just to be fat and lazy. I, like, you couldn't know? you just like let me put my TV show on and put a hook up a machine to me, and that makes you know flex. I know they have those electronic suits and stuff, yeah. But make one that actually works, <laughs> where it just you know it makes. By the time I'm done, I feel like I ran like a marathon. <laughs> just kind of my legs are all sore and stiff. Like like I like you get that that dough walk. Like if you sit on the toilet for too long. 
you know, <laughs> I get that when we do the gym. I mean, we're, yeah. we're walking those treadmills for an hour, and I'm like, oh, I can feel the burn. I'm like afraid to jump off the treadmill because it's like, it's what, maybe like half a foot <laughs> off the ground. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> All right. So you got time for one more? One more? Yeah. All right. You know what? No, well, I don't. Okay, you want to wait for that before we want to bring it up for bonus Yeah, because you know what? I, I, I've got a few more, but the thing is is that I was really trying to avoid talking about Star Wars. <laughs> trying to make it through an episode That's of so, Star Wars? Right, because I have two articles about Star Wars. I actually have a Star Trek, but the Star Trek one's like, yeah, so I don't you know. All right, what we'll do is we'll call it a night. We'll thank everyone for listening. And be, you know, as people who are fans of the podcast or who, don't, who aren't listening to the show live, Ed and I actually go back to two big production studios and we do intros and outros for every kind of hour, you know, like the you know from the six thirty to when our first break is, the the DVD releases and for the news articles, and we usually like to throw in a little something extra for the people who listen to the podcast versus the people who listen to the live stuff. Yes, basically in, a, in an effort to get the people who listen to the live download the podcast as well. Yes, you know, because there is usually is bonus stuff. Yeah, usually I would say nine times out of ten, you know, seven out of ten. Uh, no, I I, I agree. Uh, I, think like, I think it's. I think it's. look like, like going. I mean, like there's there is. I mean, there was a moment in time when you were like, "Yeah, this is happening. This is happening." But and and it was like that was the fastest two minutes ever. Well, okay, again, <laughs> that's, that's where we gotta understand people, the folks at home. When I do the intros and outros, it's kind of late at night. I get kind of tired, and sometimes I'm just more like. Uh, all right, let's get this done. Let's get it's, this done with. Uh, get out of here. Like, and it's hard to find like the the mojo again. Yeah, yeah. You know, like when you're in a flow, and it's like, hey, okay, show's over. Let's drive for like a half hour and set up the studio again and sit down. And you're like, okay, now be funny. <laughs> and sometimes it's like, well, there's nothing really funny because it's like, hey, we're gonna be doing Blu-ray stuff next, and and, and coming up, folks. See you at the end. And then at the end, it's like, so that was Blu-ray and DVD releases. What you guys think? And tune in to part three when we do this. Yeah. Like, but I do tend, the tired I get, the more loopier I get. So sometimes you, it, it's, it becomes strange. It's almost like drunk Sean is doing the intros and outros. He's, he's not drunk. He's just loopy because he's tired. And he just gets babbly and goofy looks happening. Yeah. And- yeah, I got going more tangents there than I do here. Yes. You know, like I'm sure I'll probably re- on the way home I'll probably remember another childhood memory of of a kids show that had a girl in it that I'd watch religiously because of her. You know, <laughs> and like yo, I'll recollect on my fondness for Josie and the Pussycats. You know, the cartoon. See, that's see, yeah, that's a cartoon that yeah. I was madly in love that's with. Right. Because I remember that. I. I Come on. I talk about it relentlessly. Yeah, chicks and cat suits in a band and Alexandria, the bad girl with the white stripe. She was, oh, oh, sorry. Did, did you watch uh, Josie and the Putsy Cats in Outer Space? I, I have it on DVD, Ed. <laughs> yes. I have, uh, we call it Warner Brothers. Um, they have the WB shop. Mm. They they have a, a all their stuff that they didn't put out on DVD. You can actually order and have put on DVD. I actually have the complete Josie and the Pussycat series, both both when they were on Earth and when they were out in space, because believe it or not, like there's like thirty episodes combined. <laughs> I clueless, like as a kid, I'm like I don't care. It's Josie and the Pussycats, Melody, Hottie, you know, like uh, Alexandria, oh awesome, you know, like Josie, hubba hubba, 
I, all of them. Like she's drawn well. I, like as a kid, I was just like, they're so pretty. I wanted them to be real so bad as a kid because they were so. I loved all of them. And then when they were out in the space, I was like, I'm in. You know, they were a spinoff of Scooby Doo. I'm like, this is awesome. This is great. And then when I got them on DVD, I'm like, oh my god, there's like 15 episodes in each season. Like I must I how did I know this as a kid? I was I so mesmerized by cartoon beauty. <laughs> Sebastian the cat loved him. Like wait, there's only like thirty episodes total? Like wow. I could kill this in an afternoon. <laughs> like they're only like tw- 15, 20, 20 minutes. It's way too much, yeah. If that, you know, then there's a song in there. Like, <laughs> There's always a singing montage where they're being chased by something. Yeah, there's a singing montage where they go through the same running scheme that they did in Scooby-Doo. I guarantee you there's a hallway (laughs) with like six doors, three on each side, and there's the the inevitable running in and out of doors. And that at some point in time, the good guys will be chasing the bad guys and they'll realize it. They only had one architect back (laughs) then to build all the houses and all the facilities. (laughs) That's all they did. And at some point point they'd be like a zoinks and then they'd be like i can't believe we're doing this melanie will say something cute and ditzy mm-hmm. and you go oh she's adorable while alexandra is trying to get the the space version of uh, the josie and the pussycats version of fred in bed and because he's dating josie alan alan yes you know but again same white t-shirt ascot like he looked exactly like Fred. Fred's rip off. Yeah, he was like Fred's doppelganger. Yes, and you know you're like, but he's dating Josie, and they get caught on a because Melanie was the one this stupid little dizzy blonde that she is, who I love. You know, she winds up getting all trapped on a spaceship that gets shut down in space, and I think it was Alexander fucked up the controls, and everything went kablooey, and they were just lost. In, it was Josie and the Pussycats lost in space. Hot chicks, cat suits. Music wackiness. <laughs> <laughs> Everything a young growing boy like me needed. <laughs> so tune in for the the bonus material. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you want to catch the show live as always, six to nine thirty p.m. on Eastern, Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just a shock with everybody on those apps. And since I feel like we've gotten to know each other, I've poured my soul out on my love for teenager effort uh, as a as a animation style of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> I've poured my soul out into my animation lust. Yes. <laughs> um, do us a solid. Go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like, or follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Yes. Or can, well, but now you can uh, download our show. You can go to either wordswithgeeks.com. Or iTunes. Or just hit the About section in the Facebook page to find out what you can download it if those two medium... If you don't want to go to our website, you don't go to iTunes, maybe you're anti those things, I'm sure you can find it somewhere else. Just hit the About button. Or you can download any podcast app if you're a Google user and uh, search for Geeksters and it'll be there for you. That's right. In the meantime, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard on the show... You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. And we'll see you next week, folks. Bye! And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hope those news articles really riveted you. <laughs> they were more fascinated with my Josie and the Pussycats yeah. talk probably at the end going, he really does have some weird obsession yeah. with cartoon <laughs> women, doesn't he? <laughs> Wilma and Betty and 
Josie and the Pussycats. Like, he needs help. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get him started on Lois Griffin. <laughs> 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 I don't think she's drawn well at all. <laughs> That's just my take. That's my hey, she's old, man. She's feisty. I like her. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, so uh, well, the big surprise is this article is not about Star Wars. Get out of here! No, I and and we we mean we're actually going through a real show without uh, Star Wars. without Star Wars news. Yes, Whew, I, I had week. two articles. One wasn't that interesting, so I just kind of nixed that one. Yeah. And the other one, I thought maybe I had, but it must have been last week that I had it, and I just didn't bring it oh, back. Oh well. So that's mark that on your calendar, kids. Not only was it Super Bowl Sunday, but it didn't bring in a news article for Star Wars. Would you know what that means? Star Wars all next week. All <laughs> news articles. All Star Wars. All. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Star Wars time. <laughs> The Jedi's keep, I keep getting older, but the Jedi's keep staying the same age. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. All right, so now I'm curious what this news article is about then. Well, you know, Saturday Night Live had minor competition with Mad TV, if you remember. I it, remember, yes. yeah. I and, preferred Mad TV over Saturday Night Live during well, that time. Well, now apparently there's going to be another show that's going to go against Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? What's yes. this one called? It's called Party Over Here. It's going to be on Fox. <laughs> I already hate the show. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that would have been worse than that was Geeksters Live on Saturday nights. <laughs> uh, it's going to have a, a few uh, SNL alum. Uh, it's going to have um, Andy Sandberg, Akiva Schaefer, and Jerome Tycoon. Okay, I'm. You know what? I am now curious. Keep going on with this article. Uh, that's the the Lonely Island uh, trio. It's a comedy trio that uh, SNL had that they're they're going to do. They also got uh, uh, Paul Shear of the uh, League and Fresh Off the Boat, who's also going to exec, uh, do executive producing duties as well. And uh, it's going to be a half hour comedy show, sketch comedy show, basically. That's uh, going to go on Saturday nights. Okay. Um, okay. Andy Samberg. Mm-hmm. Who else is in it? Uh, the uh, d- 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 I just lost it there. You just had all their names. Uh, Akiva, A K I B A Schaefer, and Jorma Tacone, T A C C O N E. Okay, I, I, I was. Butchered, I know I bust your names. I apologize to those people. So, like, get listening. I, I was I was curious because anybody who watches Fox knows that Adam Sa- Andy Sandberg is the lead in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right. So I find it funny that Fox is now giving him, because it's one of the popular shows on Fox, that now they're going to give him a uh, a Saturday night live kind of thing when he used to be a Saturday night live alumni. Right. Who didn't get much outside of the, I'm on a boat, or a dick in a box. Yeah, the songs. viral videos kind of uh, thing, because that's what they were based off of the YouTube. Uh, right. Off YouTube, not the YouTube. Yeah, because he actually, he was actually, he's part of the, the alumni that, the alum that knew how to use social media, like Jimmy Fallon did too. Yes. So, you know, you get the popular because everybody knows that Saturday Night Live is a pain in the ass to work for, you know, because there's plenty of books out there of ex-alumni who kind of go, we never got any airtime because they they were pushing other things. Like, we think this person's, we want this person to be famous, so we're going to have all the sketches with them in it. Yeah. Or if, um, it was definitely like if you wrote a sketch, you got to perform a sketch. So, I mean, Jay Moore does a really nice book. Uh, I think it was like Surviving Saturday Night Live. It was basically mm-hmm. his stories behind the scenes of 
what really goes on at the scenes in Saturday Night Live and why he only lasted like a year and why he left because it was just it was all this not this competition this forced competition that if you wanted airtime you actually had to come up like it wasn't as collaborative as people like to think yeah. it is yeah it's very I mean I did watch there's a couple documentaries actually based off of Saturday Night Live that they did talk about the 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 trials of it and it was a it yeah. was a, a nerve wracking moment because you said you know you 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 get hired to do this and then you never get seen because yeah. you know you try your hardest and you you don't think that sketch is going to work so they just yes. mix it or you're doing your own thing and you get like a nice little following and somebody comes along and goes you know what you'd be great for Saturday Night Live and you think this is your big break but they wind up stifling your creativity by saying well you can't do that on TV or you can't do this. Or we want you to do this instead. Right. It's like, well, you hired me for my originality and my creativity and the way I can bring laughs, and all of a sudden, now you're telling me like, all the stuff that you hired me for, I'm not allowed to do because now I become a, a corporate shill. Yes. There was also three other actress comedians that are also going to be on the show. It's uh, Nicole Byer, Jessica McKenna, and Allison Rich as right. well as going to be part of the. Uh, I mean, I, cast. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I think he's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, and I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I mean, it's popular enough for me to go. I heard that show is really funny. It's won enough awards, you know, yeah. for being only like two, three years old. Right. So I'm like, all right, you know what? Let's you know give him a shot. You know, I it, it's Saturday night, so I mean, uh, I'm usually home like around eleven thirty anyway because mm-hmm. I've gotten old. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I'll set the DVR and catch an episode or two just to kind of get an idea. Because I, I think Saturday Night Live is completely played out at this point. Yeah. They've not, they've lost their edge after Eddie Murphy left. Like, I mean, they were, they were starting like, in, the, in the mid to late 80s. Yeah, I mean, there was, you know, I mean, like uh, Dana Carvey and Phil Hartman. and Yeah, but they were also part of the 80s. They, 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 they started the 90s, but the ones... It seemed to be like during that time, like once Phil Harmon got famous, yeah, he was gone. Yeah, he never performed on the show anymore because he was off doing other things. Right. Um, John Lovitz, you know, Will Farrell was probably you know Mick Myers. Yeah, yeah, but once they hit, they were gone, and then it seemed to be like all the show started to do was become places for people to start to try to launch a character to spin it off into a movie. Yeah, and I was like, all their skits went from. 30 seconds to a minute, you know, the hard-hitting punchline to, hey, look, here's here's a five-minute skit that winds up stop being funny like halfway through. Right. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I got so annoyed with that cheerleader sketch that, you know, um, Will Farrell and, and whoever the other girl was, uh, okay. Amy Poehler? No. Uh, Terry... Uh, uh, okay, Terry or Harry or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, Terry or Sherry, or, yeah. 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 And I just started finding none of these people funny. I'm just like, oh. like I don't know, I, maybe I, I thought maybe I'm getting too old for the humor, but then I realized no, they're just not being funny. No, like, that's insane. I mean, like, like I, there was a while I thought like with Will Farrell, like, like how is he funny? Like, how is he? And then they give him a movie, and you're like, really? Like, why? Like, like I don't find him funny at all. And then of course. There's, there's a lot of great movies he's been in, yeah. you know, like Anchorman. Like you go, all right, you know what? But I think he's got more creative freedom than he did on the show. Yeah. I mean, I always thought Jimmy Fallon was an Adam Sandler ripoff. Because like, after Adam Sandler was big, he left, did it start doing the movies, and then Jimmy Fallon comes on, and, oh, look, he plays the guitar, and he sings funny songs, and, look, you can actually do an Adam Sandler impersonation. How great is that, you know? Yeah. And you're going... Yeah, so basically they got they got somebody just like him. 
you know, and I'm like, all right. But now I see him differently now with the talk show and stuff. I'm like, all right, you know what? He is kind of funny. He's not Am Sandler anymore. Yeah, and, like I, I kind of was like the Tonight Show was done when I heard that he was going to host. Yeah, but Jerry he's Fallon, dead. But he turned, knocked it out of the park. I mean, yeah. he really did turn it around and... You know, he's, you know, because he brought I, it back to New York and he's like, yeah, you know, with this, it became, you know, to me, just it, fun again. Yeah. Like, you kind of, like, even the wacky stuff, like, he seems to be able to pull, like, the Saved by the Bell reunion that he got them all to do a skit. Like, come on, like, who can get right. that? Or the Good Burger skit. Like, he seems to pull the things that he liked to do. Or even just the, 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 the song, they have the band playing these little, like, kid instruments. The roots, yeah. Yeah. And, and then, you know, then the, Singer, whoever's you know singing the song, you, yeah, you just kind of laugh at it because it's not laugh at it, but you you you, you, you enjoy it. You're you like, enjoy, oh my yeah. god, they seem to actually really having fun on the show, yeah. not like, hey, look at me, I'm here to push the new album, or here I'm here. Look, it's I got a new movie coming out next week, so it's uh, time to do the circuit of talk shows. Right, right. Like he seems to kind of go, I want to do something a little different. That's the reason why I liked um, Craig Ferguson because he used to have that list of cards and the moment a person would walk out they sit down he'd rip up their cards and throw them away and just kind of go have a conversation with them yeah so alright well good for Adam Sandberg is yeah. there more? well no it's just gonna premiere at Days Views March 12th on Fox at 11pm East, uh, Eastern Standard Time I'll give it a shot so your DVR folks I probably you'll, I guarantee you some good laughs yeah I mean it's at 11.30 at night so you'll probably get some 11. Edgy, 11 yeah you'll probably get some edgy humor I, I kind of hope so. I mean, I I I I hope that Fox lets, lets them push the envelope a little bit. And... Well, I think Fox has been aching for a, a, a late night show anyway. You know, I think personally, yeah, no, I I tend to they agree. They were trying to do the talk show with Michael Jordan, and uh, not Michael Jordan, uh, Michael uh, Magic Johnson and Chevy Chase. Yeah, um, they tried giving. I mean, ever since Arsenio Hall left nighttime talk show. Circuit. They've been trying, trying to get him back, yeah. trying to get something going. They just can't. You yeah. Know? He ended up on the CW, by yeah. the way. Yeah, doing late nights. Is he still doing it? I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. So I'm saying no. Like... I'm gonna go with no on that one. I guess the dog pound got put down again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Don't... But that's the thing. I I did catch a couple of those episodes, and I thought it was you know interesting, you know, because. It was kind of that, like, he was trying to bring that magic back, but it's like, you've been off there too long, yeah, and it's just, and you that, can't... That magic was different for that time. It's like, you have to kind of think outside. It's always great to go back, but, I mean, you'll never be able to recapture the moment you had a presidential candidate, Bill Clinton, play the saxophone on your show. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't work. It now seems like, oh, you did that before. Like, you know, like, all right. Yeah. You know, so... Well, I mean, uh, good article, Ed. Thanks. Thanks, a little bonus, a little bonus to sign off on. <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Uh, tune in next week where we'll be doing other stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll probably we'll definitely have a review on Deadpool. Yes. Um, we'll find out if I ever did get to finish uh, Lego Marvel Dimension. I'll have a couple of reviews Marvel on Avengers. a couple of the free downloaded games from PlayStation Plus. Um, you'll find out if I get my Steelbook uh yeah. Spectre. <laughs> when did you buy it? Tuesday or Friday? I'm probably gonna have to go Tuesday because I get a feeling that 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 book's gonna be a hot item, hot ticket item. Yeah. I didn't mention it to. I may have to pre-order it, like pre-order it tomorrow. Yeah. So that way I can get it, pick it up Tuesday. I'll have to see. All right. Anyway, we'll find out if I have it or not. 
Um, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Um, if you get a chance, go to if you get a chance to listen to the live. You can so on Sunday nights from six to nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just your Aquanet Radio and those apps. And don't forget to hit our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, or just want to say how can you deal with that. St- Stupid idiot, Sean. You can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. And if you want to send dick pics to Sean, you can contact him at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. No dick pics, but I will go, hey, Sean, remember the Jack Trooper haircut? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, send us your Jack Tripper haircuts. That would be appreciative. See you next week, folks. Very good. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful.